We like to party. Welcome we like to, to party. The Craft Beer Cast of Josh. Jeff? Hey guys, what's happening? Hey, look, it's the wheels. It's the whales. Oh man. Hey, whales, what's happening? You're going to have me. Wells. 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 What's up, Jeff? Wells. Wells. What's up? What's up? <laughs> Him's just hungry. Him's hungry. Not hungry, hungry. Oh, do you, uh, do you smell the... The H is silent. The Cajun food as you guys walk in? That we're uh, no. no. Oh, we're making some uh, just Cajun soup, basically. Some Creole soup. After. Creole soup. So not gumbo. Not gumbo. Okay. Because there's just chicken. Just chicken. Just chicken. And Creole seasoning and the Holy Trinity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. At least you got chicken. Sounds great. Yeah. We started a new uh, uh, eating plan the other day, and uh, we're on day two, and I'm super freaking hungry. <laughs> Gotta love that. But, you know, it's I love that you didn't call it a diet. It's an eating plan. Eating plan. It's, it's you know, it's, and so it's either eat better or work out more, and I'm lazy. So, eating plan. Eating plan. We should yeah. eat some braces. I've had more fruit in the last two days than I probably had in the last month. Fruit? What's bad. Fruit? What's that? What's his name? Hi! Oh, hey, baby. Uh, so, yeah, nothing new has happened so um, that we can talk about yet. Pop culture things to talk about as the music is still playing. Yeah, know? Super Bowl halftime show, we were still talking about that. Yeah, uh, it was we, good. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, other than 50 Cent coming out of nowhere looking like swole Batman, and I'm like, the fuck is happening? And then, of it, course... It, it, it seemed like he got... Extru- like he got a disproportionate amount of time. Yes. For his one song. Yes. That was like almost half of that song. I felt like. Yeah. It w- it went on like way longer than I thought it would. Yeah. Of course, Eminem just did "Lose Yourself," and I'm you know Josh, I were talking about this online. I'm like, you're gonna run a, a promo trailer for this with him doing rap god. You're not gonna put rap god in in the halftime show. Right. Like I do- I just I don't understand. Well, and and Dre behind his big giant mixing board like. Which is all fake. Like, yeah, of course. I mean, it's like the IKEA mixing board, right? right. Like, yeah, okay, it looks like one, but like nothing does. It. Yeah, and like gigantic mixing board, like the thing was like five people long. Yeah. Like, who's ever gonna have time to work that many knobs? Yeah, yeah. ever. Yeah, and, and, and you know, somebody's like actually constructing that, going like, "This is such a waste." Yeah, this is dumb. Why are we doing this? I, I was impressed that they had like actual musicians playing instruments live. Like that was kind of neat. Yeah, it's a it nice was. touch. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know what's not a nice touch, though? What's that? Is uh, how big... Oh, man. We just <laughs> snap your, snap your neck it. going in dry. God. Yeah. How how big... How big? Yeah, I know. That's what you usually have a problem with. The, the actual craft beer market makeup really is. So, yes. in case people don't know, uh, AB is big. And we mean big, 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 big. How big are they, Wells? I don't know. Huge. Huge. How much of the market do they control? 64. Well, the two biggest brewers. It's not just Well, I know AB, it's not just AB, but. 65% of the market is controlled by two, and I would call them brewers, but at this point, it's just. Holding companies? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Dry cleaning chemical transactional company. <laughs> You see what I do is I charge a fraction of a penny of a fraction of a penny of a fraction of a penny. Oh, so it's like Superman three. Okay, got it. I mean, although to be fair, um, I really thought the number would be higher. Sixty five percent is nothing to joke about, but I really thought it was more. Really? Yeah. Um, I actually, I'll be honest. I thought this number was a little low. Sixty five percent are a like AB and Bev and. Molson Court, like that's a lot. It, it is. is. I thought it would be more. I thought it was. I thought it was pushing seventy five percent. If you if you had held me to it, I would have said like seventy two to seventy six percent. Because just like that's all it is. Yeah. There, you know, and, and of course, I guess Sam Adams has a big chunk, and I missed their. I, I shouldn't say missed. I'm air quoting here, but I missed their Super Bowl commercial where they got drunk with the robots from Boston Dynamics. I, it was fun. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, like, I actually watched it afterwards, and I'm like, oh, I see. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Robots robots can't get drunk. Yeah, look at Bender. But they... Oh, Oh. I started watching Futurama again. Nice. It's good times. So, Wells, how did this all come up? Like, what was 
the driving point behind what's happening here. So last summer, last July, the Biden administration issued an executive order that's like, we're going to look into competitiveness in the beer industry, in a whole bunch of different industries like meatpacking, everything. Any industry where excessive consolidation has maybe not worked out in the best possible way for consumers. Like all of them. Sure. Um, but in the beer industry case, uh, God, $250 billion industry, uh, U.S. alcohol industry. And uh, I mean, we'll see what the heck happens if. So what is the Treasury actually suggesting happens? Well, that's a <laughs> lot. of. <laughs> he did not do his homework. Okay, I, I didn't did read my, it. I didn't read I did my homework. I will tell you what the Treasury is expecting. Oh, sure. See, I did my homework. I found this, and I realized that it was going to be for us, and then I forgot about it. <laughs> right. So basically what the Treasury is, is suggesting is, number one, some of these old prohibition laws that are still on the books and have been on the books since 1933 need to go away. Um, can anybody say the three-tiered system? Hot. They, the three-tiered three system. system. They are starting to realize how antiquated that model really is and how much it chokes down things, which they're exactly right. We've all known it for years. Number two is that they are really trying to put the... And this is where maybe... Yeah, it's clean. Cleanish. -ish. It needs some water, but... Um, they're putting the onus on the states to really start to say, hey, here in this state, there is too much consolidation. Flag it up to the federal government, which, you know, depending we on... we got all kind of people who have nothing to do but time, you know, with time on their hands to figure all this stuff out, right? Right. I mean, depending on the state, I agree with that, I, or I don't. I don't know. Um, but I think it's time that we do start to look at some of this stuff, and not even just from a beer perspective, just in general. Like, as a huge video game nerd, as consolidated as that industry is starting to become already, yep. uh, is you know, an area that Jeff and I work in in the telecom world, as consolidated as that has become, there's a lot of antitrust shit that has kind of gotten swept under the rug for yep. years, and it needs to stop. There should be more choices. Yep. Plain but, and simple. But, but, but the free market. But, but, but no. So, so there should be more choices so long as said choices can perform. Yes. And I think that's part of it. Like, you know, so in the beer world, we look at breweries that maybe were a thing and then have slowly started to die off. Looking at Anchor as an example. You know, they get bought up. Is it because... You know, uh, um, the powers that are have too much control and too much money, or is it just because somebody like you know the owner of Bell says, you know, it's time for me to retire? Well, and, and you know, t to me, the ultimate argument of that is Goose Island. When AB bought Goose Island, they were probably at their hottest point they had ever been oh, for sure. And did they need to get purchased? No. Not at all. Somebody could have easily stepped in and just ran that, and it could continue to be the Goose Island that the craft beer nerds loved. But that is today's knowledge applied to eight years ago when Goose got bought. Oh, 100%. Agreed. We look at it now, and we look at, you know, like private equity options or, you know, monster <laughs> or, you know, whatever else. Like or a weed company or whatever. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Like all these other opportunities for people to come in and, and swoop in and, and take this from AB InBev or Molson Coors. You know, we're seeing some of that happening. Finally, yes. Yeah. And, and so like maybe there's a chance that some of this will, you know, spread out and, you know. Market sure, correct, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, you know, AB is going hard and heavy into seltzer. But when that dies off, like it kind of is for everybody, what do you do? Yep. I mean, I saw there there was a, uh, what was the, uh, AB had a some kind of Bud Light commercial. I didn't remember what it was called because I didn't even bother committing it to memory because I literally said out loud, 
that's the product that'll be shuttered in less than 90 days. Are you talking about the uh, like zero carb or low carb there Bud you Light, go. the new one? Like Bud, Bud Light Zero? Yeah. I'm or like, something like that. Cool. It's it's beer water. Yeah. Har- but it's got zero carbs. So so they na- made just a Bud Light seltzer, basically. Sure. But like, okay, okay. And so I was having this conversation with somebody the other day about non-alcoholic beer. I know I'm going completely off topic here. I'm going rogue. It's fine. And I asked the question because they, they, the comment was, I really like this beer that this non-alcoholic beer company is putting out. And I said, okay, cool. I'm glad to hear you say that. Help me understand why you drink that beer. What's your use case? And this is someone that we know who's in the beer industry. And their response was sometimes like, I just want to scratch the itch of having a beer, but not be hating myself at five o'clock in the morning when I go to the gym. And I'm like, well, okay, but I, I, that's still not a use case for me at least. Like it's, I'm just, I'm sitting there and I'm looking at a non-alcoholic beer trying to figure out the why. Well, to, to take this a step further, the other thing the article points out, and it's right, is an industry that we kind of ignore because we talk sure. about beer, right. but close to Jeff's home state is bourbon and how much consolidation is in the spirits world, too. Oh, it's goodness. sickening. The the liquor For industry sure. is controlled by like three, three companies. Yeah, three companies when it boils down to... to and to and a, the craft liquor industry is... is a, it's non-existent. A, mm, yeah, it's, it is a literal drop in the bucket. It, it, unless you can find, like, we're luck, lucky to have two distilleries here, right? Well, one. Great Wagon Road? Great White Wagon Road. But, like, Doc Porter's is on hiatus. They don't have a facility anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. For about a year. Oh, we that's talked a bummer. Show. Okay. Yeah, it is he important. To you. Yeah, I don't listen to this. You don't listen to the show. It's fine. No. Do I want to listen to my own voice? No. Oh, absolutely. Hard pass. I, I can Believe barely. I, I, I completely sympathize. I can barely listen to y'all the first time. Right. Word. Exactly. Um, but, you know, like when Jeff goes back, he always will try to find some good bourbon. And that last bourbon that you bought for me was fantastic. And then I saw the side of the bottle. And it was Buffalo Trace, oh, and I'm like, "I told like, you that." I well, I know, I know you did, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. my brain just goes, "Wait, what?" Yeah, there's that much consolidation in that bourbon industry that and, and this wanna... begats that, begats that. Yeah. That is Buffalo Trace, and this is Elijah Craig begats. It, it's mind blowing yeah. if you start to look, especially at bourbon. It's it's horrible how much consolidation is in that industry. But I imagine too, you've got <coughs> you've got an industry that is probably, depending on the year, suffering from cash flow issues. Right. You know, you make a product and you don't get to sell it for at minimum seven years. Yeah. If you want to make some money, it's fifteen. Yep. You really want to make some money twenty twenty five. But I mean, at that point, like you've turned over a generation. Yep. You know, like. If you're Woodford or some of these others, you know, it's tough to keep the lights on when you can't make money for a while. Well, and even Woodford is a good example of you want to think they're independent. They're not. Nope. They're they're owned by somebody big. And what's funny is that when it comes to bourbon, I don't care. I know, and I'm the same way. I don't, other than like looking at that benchmark and going, wait, that's Buffalo Trace? Like yep. I could buy a Bottle of basically Buffalo Trace that probably doesn't have, quote unquote, the care behind a Buffalo Trace bottle. It doesn't have as many but, years on it. But as, at the fraction of the price of it, yep. yes, please. I'm in. The All day. Weird, the weird thing to me, and at least this is how I justify it, and I'm curious to hear your input. Um, when a multinational conglomerate in the beer industry buys a craft producer... They tend to meddle in things and fuck things up and quality drops. And yep. it, it, it's like they just don't know what the heck to do. Meanwhile, you get a uh, like a liquor producer that's a multinational conglomerate that comes in, buys your distillery. 
But it, it seems to me, and, and maybe this is a position of ignorance that I'm working from, but it seems to me that they kind of take a softer touch yep. and no, leave they things do. alone. And there's a lot of innovation in the corporate uh, distilling world that I just don't see in corporate beer right. where, you know, it's let's kind of simplify a, a goose Island, a, you know, yep. so, some of your beer might be a little too flavor challenging. So let's just simplify it for yep. uh, mass market, but you don't, I, I'm not seeing that in the liquor industry. Right. I, and, and I will tell you, having gone through the Woodford tour, I would never have known they were owned by anybody else mm -hmm. because it operates as if it is its own thing. Yep. And I think it goes back to what we talked about last show. Intent matters. When a bigger corporation comes in and, and acquires a distillery, if things continue to run the same, they're just taking money off. You know, they're, they're getting paid. Okay. Like, you know, I'm... Walter White making my meth for the cartel as opposed to trying to sell it myself. This isn't necessarily a bad thing until they try to kill me. And then, you know, like, this whole right. Thing. Well, and, and spoiler alert for a show that's on for, for a show that was on over a decade ago. Yeah. Right. right. Like seriously, but I, I mean, hate mail at craftbeercast.com <laughs> If you got an issue with me spoiling breaking bad, at which point I'm going to reply to you and say, grow up. I really would watch some damn TV. I really would love to hear somebody that works in the liquor industry, specifically bourbon, if we do have any listeners that work in that industry, of are we turning a blind eye to like Diego owning half of these fucking distilleries that are in, you know, bourbon land? Like maybe we're Lexington. turning. Well, Lexington and Bardstown. Bardstown, Kentucky. Yep. Like, are we turning a blind eye to things that we don't see? Are there practices that. You know, they do the same in, the, in that world as they do in the craft beer world. I'm very curious because I, like the two of you, turn a blind eye to it. Like, oh, neat. This is made by so-and-so, but I can get it cheaper. Isn't I that cool? I don't care. And, and yeah, like, I don't have that hard line of, uh-uh, I'm not buying this. I'm not giving my money to this. Because if I tried to do that with bourbon, it's it's difficult. Yeah. It's almost impossible. But, but I, I also don't want to. Like, there's so much, you know, do I want to spend $300 for a bottle of Pappy Van Winkle? No. Yes, I do. So, I, well, I, I mean, I, I do. I do. But I, I can do. get something that's the same base liquid just without the same aging for a fraction of the price, if that's something that I'm interested in. You don't have that type of, I don't see it, I don't know about it in, yep. in beer. I also think that there's, you know, so I, I, I liken it to home audio. You can buy a $400 home audio set that is really good. Mm -hmm. You can. You can buy one for two. Yeah, yeah we can talk. You can buy a $2,000 set. Of, yeah, I'm Jeff really actually just talking, helped me set up the I'm just talking. About, I'm really talking there. about speakers more than anything else. But like you can buy a $2,000 set of speakers. You can buy a $10,000 set of speakers. All due respect, disrespectfully, you can't tell enough of a difference that you're going to listen to one and wish you had the other unless you were used to the first one first. And I feel like that's where I am with bourbon. Fair I, point. I, re I respect that there are probably better versions of that out there, mm -hmm. but I don't, I'm not discerning enough to really give a shit. But beer, I am. I've God been drinking it. a lot of beer for a long time. Right. We have tried literally thousands on this very show. Yeah. I'm going to be a little more picky. And, you know, as I've started to get more into bourbon and this is where <clears throat> as a beer drinker as well, this really got my goat. So from that same study that the treasury department did because of all of this consolidation that is going on, on average, we are overpaying five hundred million dollars a year for our drinks which is crazy because my budget's 600 million so you're telling me that right. i spend it <laughs> <laughs> why are we why are we overspending why are we overpaying that much josh 
You have the shakes, by the way. You keep spilling beer all over the place over here. Keep wiping it up, and I it's it's uh so so again uh new new eating plan. Uh, my carb load is low. Oh, okay. So um, there's probably a little bit of both. Okay, fair enough. Uh, a little bit of these beers are getting to me quickly, and a little bit of uh, homeboy wants his carbs. So you know, uh, uh, give me the carbs. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, it's bad when I'm driving up here. I'm like, mm, Jack in the box. That'd be okay. Yeah, that's real bad. It's my Jack in a box. E- even on a drunk night, I'm like, Mm-mm, nope. <laughs> Do I have some microwave fucking pizza pockets in the oven or in the freezer? Let's do that instead. I love Jack in the box. It's it's so helpful for those nights. Like I've when my mayonnaise levels are <laughs> frighteningly low, and I remember that I haven't had diarrhea in a long time. See, I, I get I get overwhelmed at Jack in the Box because I can't decide if I want a cheeseburger, double cheeseburger, chicken sandwich, a taco, a waffle, maybe a croissant breakfast sandwich at nine o'clock at night. Like, <laughs> like literally too many choices. What are their burrito options like? Uh, they have regular burrito. They have crunchy taco. Um, I think you can get like a bean and beef burrito. Which who's ordering that at the at the, at the Jack in the Box? There's a whole lot of stuff they got, and then they're like, "Oh, and here's our premium sandwiches." I'm like, "No, no, I know what you're about. <laughs> I know what you're about." When the line of the Taco Bell is just too long. That's right. Uh, so, Jeff, to answer your question, why are we overpaying by this much again? It's because of consolidation. Welcome to show two. <laughs> um, if AB wants to, and they have every right to, buy Goose Island and jack the price up of a beer that may have sold for. Six bucks beforehand. And now it's $19 at the Super Bowl. And now it's $19 at the Super Bowl. They have every right to do so. Do they, though? Yeah. Okay. I mean, technically they do. Uh, one thing we didn't actually talk about about that beer list from the Super Bowl, who was it all owned by? AB. Uh-huh. Huh. 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 Elysian and Golden Road and... <laughs> and Kona. Surprise, surprise. And it was even listed as craft options. Yeah. Surprise, surprise, surprise. So, I mean, basically that's how we're all overpaying because, again... AB and Sab Miller are controlling 65% of the market. They can control the prices. They can do as they please. So in theory, we as consumers, if you don't know any better, and if God damn it, if you listen to the show and you've listened to the show for as long as you have, and you're still buying AB owned products, I'm going to come kick you in your nuts. Yeah, because we're you should go know Jay and Silent Bob on that ass. Uh, yeah. Please send your uh, personal address to Josh, uh, courtesy of Crap Beer Cast, on Twitter's at CBCast. Uh, you can also reach out to us on Facebook, facebook.com slash crapbeercast. Uh, thank you for that as well. Or if you'd like to keep Josh from coming to your house and kicking you square in the nuts, visit our Patreon. Yes. And uh, subscribe. For a dollar, I won't kick you in your nuts. Subscribe to be a, a $1 patron and uh, thank you in advance. Yeah. That's what I'm going to change it to. I mean, Josh like, won't kick you in the nuts I mean, for a to, dollar. To be fair, I mean, like, Gary's our, you know, our most recent, like, re-subscriber. Yeah. So, Gary, congratulations. You're not getting kicked in the nuts yep. by Josh. Yep. Free non-kick in the nuts. Well, what's going on with Monster and Constellation that we talked about last episode? We talked about it last episode, but we also talked about it in November when this uh, uh, rumor first reared its head. And I speculated it again when... Uh, monster bought Canarchy. What the heck is going to happen with this rumored monster and constellation merger? So, uh, I mean, it's, it's been a few months. The question is, will the maker of Corona and well, Modelo buy the maker of Dale's pale ale by proxy. So I had a, a, a meeting at work and I, there was an interesting comment brought up. They were talking about mergers and acquisitions. Yes. And um, there are people whose sole job it is to go out and kind of kick the tires. Constellation probably has said people and they go and they talk to people like monster. Hey, look, are you interested in selling? And so they, they have some conversations and the conversation starts out well, and it goes on a couple, you know, like maybe it's a good fit. Maybe it's not a, re- a good fit. You know, like, just because there's conversations going on doesn't mean it's necessarily going to happen. However, there's something to it, but it doesn't necessarily mean anything anyway. Like, I'm not going to get too worked up about this until something happens. Yeah, kind of in the same boat, at least for me. Oh, I'm, I'm of the wait and see mindset too, but it's there's just something p- 
poetic about the maker of Corona that had bought Ballast Point, didn't, didn't know, know what, what yeah. for a billion dollars, mind you, and sold it for pennies on the dollar. Uh, you know, could they be making the same mistake again? Except with uh, craft brands that we care a little bit more about. Well, and I was going to say, honestly, is is it a mistake? What's that? Is Is it it a mistake? mistake? I mean, like if 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 you are Constellation and Mm -hmm. you now are buying Wasatch, Oscar Blues, Cigar City, and what was the other? There's four of them. Pinner, or not Pinner? Um, shit, don't matter. Okay, yeah. So Cigar City, Oscar Blues, Wasatch. Is that a mistake, really? Versus buying Ballast Point, which mm, so, so arguably made some weird, fruity, amazing beers, and then them spending that kind of money, billion dollars on Ballast Point. That was a huge that, mistake. That was a mistake. Oh yeah, no, no, no. So, but but I'm saying buying Oscar Blues, buying Cigar City, buying it's Wasatch. A mis- but, but it's this. Yeah, yeah. Ballast Point is not Canarchy. It's right. the same mistake at a different price point if they do it. Unless okay. they have learned from their previous mistake. Buying a brewery, thinking like, we want to get into this space, and then realize, screw all that. We don't need to be in that space. Get rid of it all. We don't understand. You know, If they learn nothing, then it's a terrible idea. Well, and, and I'll be honest. I would love to see what happened with them and Ballast Point, why it fell apart. Oh, yeah. Give me a behind the music. I yes. want to see it real, real yeah. bad. I, w- I would fucking watch. I would I would read the book if somebody from that, you know, Ballast Point that stayed on, bought out, buyout, would explain how that fell apart so quick. Because it was, what, like two years? Yeah, what went wrong? Ballast Point, Stout, and Selling Out. Yeah. Oh, there you go. I'm in. I'm, I'm in. watching that. Yeah. Totally. Unless you like kickstarted that shit, in which case I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. Like I'm, I'm, I'm principal. I'm, I'm not buying that. Bit, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see it is then. <laughs> no, uh, still no. Wells, what's happening in Utah with oh. seltzers? Oh boy. Okay, so Utah, as you may assume, is it has some of the more draconian laws on the books. You mean the uh, Mormon curtain that's kind of there and but not? Now? Yes. Yep. So. They're getting ready to pick a fight with manufacturers of seltzer, and it all boils down to how these seltzers are flavored. Basically, Utah state law is written in such a way that if you add, if you fortify any sort of alcoholic beverage with more alcohol to increase its strength, that's illegal. Okay, so that's a little bit of a background there. But if you're a seltzer manufacturer, how are you getting your flavors like are you using actual fruit ah, probably not right um but are you using like a gly- a glycol based um flavoring agent or are you using you mean this yeah yeah or are you using an ethanol based flavoring agent you mean this one sure uh except in north or except in utah one of those glycol would be legal because it doesn't add any alcohol. It doesn't boost the alcoholic content of whatever. Um, And ethanol does. Yes. And ethanol does. So Utah has God, what like a hundred different approved seltzers uh, in their system, which is like shockingly low. Uh, And this would cut out, make illegal half of those. It's it's just wild, and and most of the big boys um, that are playing in the seltzer space, you know, do use an ethanol based flavoring agent to add any sort of zip to their. You mean seltzer isn't naturally this delicious? Oh God, it's not delicious at all. We've been over this. Yes, we have. Seltzer show. Yeah. Shh. Never happened. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Seltzer show. Seltzer show. Seltzer. Ew. I can't even yep. say. All it. right, moving on. Don't don't uh, don't make that come back. Okay. Please, thank you. Yeah, the uh, Colorado dude that made his way to every brewery in the state. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I think this. You is... know, there's a lot of times that I see these articles and they're nothing but clickbait, and like I hate it because you know, like what I want is so buried, and it's such a stupid thing. Article 
title, Colorado Man Drinks His Way Through Every Brewery in the State. He, he 460 breweries in 18 months. Cool. Moving on. Yeah. I mean, good job. That's really neat, though. It, it is. is. I, I think like, that's neat. Like, hey, no, it, it is super cool. And I'm, hey, and I'm happy you live in a state that has 460 breweries. breweries. Yeah. Like, North Carolina didn't have that many. No. Um, we couldn't do that. No. Heck no. We, we, we'd probably, what, have to do three tours of the state to make 460, if not yeah, more? Yeah, I mean, if nothing no. else. One and a half. If nothing else, half, I'm, okay. I'm, a, I'm a tad bit jealous that he had 18 months and a lot of disposable income to just go and do this. Yeah. I, I still think it's neat. Yeah, like, super, super I mean, fun. I mean, ain't all you want to, but oh no, what is that? That's neat. Uh, shout so, out. So this is neat, but the other one's like you know. No, I, 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 shout out to Sam Star on Twitter that gave us this article. Thanks. Yeah, there is a French brewery that is now making blue beer because of the algae that they have in their area and it looks like a slushy. Y- you know what I often say uh, about French beer? Parlez-vous français? Oh no, no it's not that, the other no? thing. Oh, it's nothing because oh. I don't ever talk about French beer because who cares? Well, now we are. No, I because don't Because it's blue. It's blue, Jeff. It's blue. Who cares? It's blue. Would you would you drink a blue no. beer? No. You wouldn't? I, if this was for somebody I trusted, now we're talking. This to me is the hey, we need some publicity. Let's do something stupid. You mean like a brewery that shall not be named that chewed a bunch of corn and spit it into some fermenters and said, sure. "Hey, here's our corn spit beer." Or I'm making a, a a beer with the yeast from my brewer's beard. Or I'm making a beer that has pages of Moby Dick in it. Like this is marketing 102. This is dumb as hell. I hate this article. No further comment. Jeff Jeff got hot takes. And it's not that this is even the first time that anybody's uh, brewed a beer with spirulina before. Like, I went up to Aslan uh, just outside of D.C. maybe a year or so ago, and they had a, a blue beer on tap at the time then, too. It's... This thing looks like Kool-Aid, doesn't it? Like, it's getting like, an enormous amount of interest and curiosity on the part of the public. But apparently, like, you would think they'd be like, people love it. It tastes great. That's not what's said. It's just, it's getting a lot of curiosity because it's a blue beer. Who cares? Who cares, bro? I don't. Um, am I behind on beers? I feel like I haven't had a few of those. Uh, did you have this one? No, I have not. So I'm like, what was your last one? Was it an IPA? Yeah. Oh shit, my yeah. bad. Yeah. Well, I guess we've got some catching up to do during the break. We do. Are I'm, we I'm ready for here break? Ranting and raving. Yeah. Not pouring beer. Yeah, my bad. That's all right. Uh, well, I literally have five jobs. Okay. Yeah, like, I know. Right. What's going on with the uh, non-alcoholic beer world? That maybe things might change. Uh, flavor, really. So, uh group of researchers have uh, genetically manipulated baker's yeast, of all things, to... I know, you're not interested no, in non-alcoholic beer, but... Uh, yeah, I was, and and I'm not necessarily yeah. like... I'm, sorry, really I'm not necessarily that interested in it either. I was just tired. However, um, by manipulating baker's yeast... Like, there's two ways of getting non-alcoholic beer, and one is to, like, heat things up. Uh, but then you destroy, like, you can either, like, filter the alcohol out or you can heat it up to get the alcohol out. And um, if you heat things up, then you lose a lot of the aromatics, everything, bitterness. Uh, sure. It breaks down the hop compounds that are within the beer. But by genetically modifying uh, baker's yeast, uh, they can have a yeast strain that can step in, um, do a little bit jo- better job of cleaning up alcohol during beer making production and can even uh, lend certain hop flavor characteristics as a yeast, huh. which is kind of cool. Sure. So they're saying that's fun. Not only can you use this yeast in manufacture of non-alcoholic beers, but in theory you could ferment alcoholic beers with this as well and have like, like do away with an aroma hop addition. So, in theory, 
and you could propagate your own yeast, you could save on your hop bill. Yeah. Per, not not like in terms mm. of your recipe, but I mean like your expenditures, your your money out of the door. It's a hops. negligible amount, but that stuff adds up. So sure. sure. So we'll Fun. we'll see kind of what comes with this, but nifty. You yeah, kind of. Until somebody figures out that it's GMO. <gasps> Gasp. Like so many other things. Right? We ready for break? Absolutely. All right. We'll be back in 30. Time for Vino by Jeff. How does that work? Hey, I explained the last couple of episodes, actually. Hey, hey I explained the last episode. Well, you did. Right, like, Wells explained the last episode, Josh. It's your turn. Fine. We go round robin. It's your turn, actually, but it's okay. It's Vino by. It's pretty simple. It's where we talk about the beers that we've been drinking throughout the show. And, and we, we rate them, them up one or zero. zero scale. Sometimes so our beers come from listeners. listeners. Sometimes we buy them with ourselves. First beer for tonight. <laughs> You got close. I got real close. Yeah, Jeff, what's uh, first the first night um, from Tox Brewing. Uh, I love the uh, dart frog that they have as their logo uh, with a, a name of Tox. Toxic, toxic dart frog. I get it. Super fun. Yeah. Uh, Tox Brewing out of New London, Connecticut. Was this the one you were talking about just a second ago, Wells? Mm-hmm. 12%. All right. So uh, Nomadic, if you will. Um this is their double apparition, a double IPA. I I actually really enjoyed this. Um, it's don't feel bad about no, it. No, no, it, it's it's teetering on the side of a little too hazy for my blood, but um, it tastes great. I really enjoyed it. I would buy this. Well, super easy drinking, eight and a half percent. Should I already have some? Uh, this should not be as easy or this much fun. Uh, damn. This is really the first beer of the night. We're going eight and a half percent. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, this is a show too. Dern tootin' it is. Uh, no, this was a vibe. This is really tasty, and uh, I think it kind of fits in with what I'm going for in this genre. Your thoughts, Josh? So, despite it having a very celery forward taste, which yep, <clears throat> you've got a celery. Forward. Nothing wrong with that. I don't. I don't mind that. Um, Guessing there's a hop in there that I've never been introduced to before tonight that is celery forward, which there's, would be what? There's also no age date on or a canned on date on this, so okay. It, well, Wells is a master brewer. No, I'm kidding. Um, is there a celery forward hop that I'm because I know there's cat piss, I know there's garlic. Hmm, to your knowledge, is there a celery? No, not forward? off the top okay. of my head. God, no. um. But yeah, that's that's what I get out of this. But damn, this is good. Like I was, this was one of those again, and for a penny, and for a pound, at the the CM, and it's hey, here's another one. Yep. Um, the fact that you know Wells pointed out this is another one of those contract nomad brewery things is weird. That now that's the new thing that is coming to Charlotte. But hey, whatever. Um, it's been coming here for years. Well, I know that, but we'll call it comeback. I enjoy it. I'll absolutely buy it. Next beer up. Uh, next beer up. So, uh, Bearded Iris uh, out of Nashville, Tennessee. And I, I remember distinctly going there after driving back to Indiana for a funeral. And it was just me. So, I was like, look, I can totally stop and do whatever the hell I want. Right. Doing a, a dog leg into Nashville, stopping by Bearded Iris. And I got like a three pack of Crowlers for the show and being like, uh, I don't like all this hazy stuff. So when I saw Josh had a bearded iris for the show, I'm like, okay. Here we okay. go again. Here we go, Josh. Uh, again. Um, I wouldn't call this hazy, though. Like, uh, it's it, it's called Ever Clever. It's an Imperial IPA that on Untapped is listed as a double New England. I don't consider this a double New England. It's a double IPA, sure, but 
I'd be hard pressed to call that even a New England. That's just a hazy IPA, not a yeah. can't see through it. You know. Yeah, I, I mean, I can see the outline of my finger through it. Yeah, um, I actually like this. This was this, this honestly probably is my favorite bearded Irish beer. So I'd buy this one. Well, I don't think bearded Iris rubs me the right way. I've had a number of their offerings before. I thought they were all uh, decent, but there's something kind of like a chlorine aftertaste to that particular beer that it just does. I, I can't get into it's It's the opposite of the one before it, the double apparition. This is like very sharp and astringent for an eight and a half percent. I think it's fine, but there's just something about the water that tastes fucked up to me. Yeah, Nashville. Sure. But dang, dechlorinate your stuff. Come on, you guys. Garden hose is not how you fill up the batch ton. No, no. Oh, I know. Well, what are your thoughts, Josh? Uh, I'm actually with Jeff. Uh, this is probably my favorite bearded iris beer that I've ever had. Um, it does have a kind of weird mouthfeel and taste to it. But, hey, at least they got a win. Right. I'll buy this one. Right. Next beer up. Um, from my home state, we've got uh, Upland's Teddy Bear Kisses. And this is the bourbon barrel version of it. Um, have we for- had the regular on the show before? Yes. Okay. Um, because I would normally bring back regular teddy bear kisses. It ages really well. It's one that I've I've set aside numerous over the years, and, and it always turns out well. Um, but the first time they had like multiple variants in cans, like in distribution. So they had like a s'mores version as an example, which I was like, no, no, it's good. I'll take the regular just bourbon barrel version. Um, I I I definitely enjoy the regular beer but it is just a regular imperial stout with with uh, cacao cocoa nibs um this is the barrel aged version and i'm just i'm really enjoying this um i got a four pack and uh i've gone through a couple of them already i you know it's just a it's a good fun basic bourbon barrel beer you know it's it's bourbon barrel imperial stout it's just it's just there and it does it well i like it well Thinner body, so I don't need a fork and a knife to get into this. Um, barrel aging is pretty sharp on this, and it, it definitely shows off that it's 11.5%. But, dang, this is really tasty. Uh, not a whole bunch of residual sweetness going on. It's pretty content to just be like, hi, I'm a beer, and I'm good. I don't if you know. want diabetes, check out my brother, the s'mores. Sure, exactly. And and this is definitely not one of those Beatus beers, which I don't really have an appetite for those anymore. And, and this scratches an itch that I miss scratching. It's tasty. I like it. And thank you for bringing it, Jeff. Josh, thoughts? Uh, so as listeners, longtime listeners of the show would know, Jeff typically brings me a birthday mixer. Yeah. A lot of times, Teddy Bear Kisses ends up in some way, shape, or form into that kind of bigger mixture that is turned from a six pack to like a 12 pack, basically. Yeah, yeah. I'm not complaining at all. Uh, this beer always shows up. This beer is always one of my favorites. Uh, this is an all time classic to me of just a good made stout that. To, to me, it's th- like a teddy bear kiss. Th- this is like this in like Boris. Yes. You know, in, in some of those, just like it's it's just. It's just a good old basic stout. Yeah, it, it it doesn't need any tricks. It doesn't need to be flashy. It just it doesn't needs need to, to be, be what good. this next beer is trying to be. Yeah, it just needs to be good. So yes, it does it well. Big huge bye. Next beer up. Next beer up from Prairie Artisan Ales. This is their barrel aged moose boots. What's this all about? Uh, it's what a, you moose in a boot? It's a very small bite from the chef ahead of time to let you know what's coming with the meal. A oh moose gosh. boots. Stop it. Food jokes. Uh, this is barrel aged uh, imperial stout with maple syrup, toasted almonds, and vanilla. And I, I'm reading that out loud because I'm going to say maple syrup and vanilla. All I get is toasted almonds. And is there a problem? Yeah. Yeah. It's just. Um, This is a good bottle share beer. That's one of those. And I'm like, oh, thanks for bringing that. I wanted to try that so I could check it in and never buy it ever. Yeah. 
Yeah, no thanks. No bye. It's just all I get is almond flavor. And I don't... <sighs> nothing else is there. I don't like it. Yeah, this definitely should have been uh, re-described as like a an almond, vanilla, and maple syrup beer because maple kind of thins the sucker out. It's there, but it's it's more of a fermentable. Almonds definitely kind of carry this big boy. Um, vanilla is there, not a lot, not as much as the almond. I really enjoy this though. Um, it's it's a chewy sucker. It's the opposite of the teddy bear kisses, but I I like a world where both of these can exist. Sometimes you want that. Yep, uh, and I want this. Josh, do you? So Wells, you do you remember when we went to the Matthews trip? Yes, this the, was one of those. This is one of those beers that I kind of geeked out and went. Okay. I've never seen this one before. Like it's a I had neither. Yeah, that I had never seen before. Prairie kind of disappeared from our market for about a year or two. I felt. Yeah, they kind of did. You're or right. Or maybe there was only a couple of a couple places of places that, them. that still carried them. Yeah. Um, I can kind of see why with this beer, but I still like it. So let me caveat all of this with that that I still like it. Jeff's right. This is almond heavy. Like if you don't like almonds. Back the fuck off. Like, I love almonds. I can eat almonds raw. I don't even need salt on the motherfuckers. Just let me eat almonds. You love the taste of nuts in your mouth. I get I, it. I do. This is that. Um, it's got a tiny hint of vanilla in there. And I think Wells is right. The maple was there as a fermentable more than anything else. Because there's not really a maple kick there at all. But this all kind of works where I have seen so many of these prairie beers fall apart when they yeah. try to do this. Right. It's a just a fucking train wreck of a beer. This is not. Um, this beer officially has actually got me back onto the prairie train of whoo, maybe they can make a good beer once in a great while. Um, I will need to heavily research it and mm. oh no everything else but uh, I'd skip Prairie for the last couple of years because I'd had some just train wreck bombs. So, so their their head brewer had left, and they were trying to recapture what made them special in a time where everybody was doing the thing that made them special, right? Because they really kind of pioneered a lot of the I don't call it pastry stouts, but like. These super adjuncted stouts, and they mm -hmm. did them amazingly well. Oh no, no they, better than anybody else. They pioneered the pastry stout. Let's face Coffee it: Coffee Noir, Vanilla oh, Noir, God, all those all noirs. the Noir beers, the Bomb beers. Like they knew how to make excellent adjuncted stouts. And then the head brewer left, and it was just like we're still paying this fourteen dollars a twelve ounce price. For, for a beer shit that's beer. probably a six dollar beer. Oh, yeah. what you didn't like their pumpkin spiced imperial stout because I had that. Never have I ever. I am so sorry. Wait, that did you we did. have that on the show? I shouldn't say never. <laughs> I'm so I forgot sorry. about it. I'm so sorry you did. If we did, I don't even remember it. Um, that shit gave me the thousand yard stare. Fuck it. But yeah, this is totally a prairie beer where I'm like, okay, they kind of get it again. Um, you hope. Is this where Prairie was? No. But maybe we're back. Baby. Baby? We're okay. back, baby! All right, sure. have final beer up? Sure. Final beer up uh, from Salud here in uh, Charlotte. This is a beer called I Left My Biscotti in El Segundo. A chocolate caramel biscotti imperial stout with almonds and orgiette. Uh, which I uh, decided to uh, quickly Google because Orgiat. Because you wanted to see how it was pronounced? No, well, I, I probably should. <laughs> that would have been smart. Um, but it, uh, or, or get, or get. This is so much fun. You like it or get. Um, it's a yeah, you get. You get. get, get. Uh, it's a sweet syrup made from almond sugar and rose water or orange flower water. And it's so, pronounced how again? Or get sure. Or get. Uh, <laughs> um, that being said, this beer was um, 
for, for everything that I loved about Teddy Bear Kisses and its simplicity, I disliked about this beer and its complexity. Too much going on. A ton of almond and almond flavor. And, and if my my wife and her her mom make cookies at Christmas that have almond extract in them. And like this is giving me like almond extract vibes. I may be completely wrong, and it may be that orgiet, but uh, orgiet. it's uh, it's it's pushing me in the wrong way, and uh, I'm a no buy on this one. Wells, uh, it's definitely turned up. Fourteen uh, percent ABV. There's no slouch. No, so it's got a lot of alcohol burn to it. It's got a lot of uh, almond burn to it. I guess <laughs> I shouldn't really know is a thing, but. Um, it's trying to be too much. It doesn't really quite come together. It, it's like having three voices screaming at you at the exact same time. And right. none of the words are really making sense. Um, I've, I mean, I've bought like two, four packs of this beer. I like it. I don't love it. I'd like to see a little bit more nuance, a little bit like a softer touch to it. Um, Josh has already coded me a, a no buy, uh, but he bought two four packs of it. I did. I mean, so that's not nothing. Yeah. So it was, where, where do you actually land on this? Is this a buy for you? Uh, as it stands, it's not. You probably bought the two four packs sight unseen. No, not the second one. Okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, it, it's. It's tasty. It's He walked it, up to the counter. It's yes, a, mistress, can I please have another? It's tasty. It's a lot. Um, it's good for splitting. It's good for a dessert substitute. But uh, I can't in good faith really say much more. Uh, Josh, your thoughts? Uh, if you guys could stall for just a minute. Just a minute. Oh, what are you looking up how to pronounce? Or get? No. Well, In, you should. No, no, no. I actually found it. I, almost in, instantly. Almost instantly. So, so you were looking for something that I wasn't looking for, which means that you found what you were looking yeah. for. So in the infamous words, words, words of Chooptastic, Who? on a review of our podcast on iTunes, it was one star. The bro is too strong with this beer. Oh, dang. That's from way long ago, isn't it? Or the, with this podcast, the bro is too strong with this beer. There is so much going on, and none of it makes sense. It's like we're all yelling at each other, which we do sometimes. It sometimes happens, especially show two. This beer has got so much fucking going on with it that wants to be good, and it can't figure out if it can be, or it can't be. Or it is. Or it is. Or it's not. Or it's not, and Jesus, I want to love this beer. I do. I really do. That's the frustrating thing. You like want on to, first taste. I want to love it. You want to, you want to yeah. love it. This isn't like a. I want to tolerate it, or I want to like it. It's like yeah. I want to love this. Oh, I saw, like, why I, won't you let me love you? I, I, I you know, so uh, behind the scenes, what ends up happening is. We get a day or so before the show, usually a day before, and I'm like, hey, I'm making up the list. What do y'all have that you want to add in? And Wells is usually like, hey, I've been picking up these beers. Here's what I got. And so I throw them in. And so we have like this stack of kind of like on deck, if you will. Uh, right now, it's mostly Revolution and Fauna Flora and an Orpheus and a Perennial. Um, but they're all big stats that we need to space out, right? Yeah. But Wells put in this, like, I've got this biscotti. And I'm like, ooh, I like biscotti. Right. I like almonds. This really, like, you know. It, this it, should work on paper. Yeah. And, and I was, like, super excited for it. And it just, yeah, it's. um, It's a kick in the dick. Enough. <laughs> you wanted to like me, but you can't. And I'm not going to let you. And the bro is too strong with this beer. How old is that review? Uh, like. 12 years. Yeah, I was going to say, I like, like at this point, I feel like that was like episode 18. Yeah, that was one of the OG reviews. <laughs> yeah, welcome um, to episode 423. Yeah, right. We, uh, we've gotten a little, a little better and a whole lot worse yeah. somehow. The, as much as I don't want to know by this, I have to know by this. And that's the sad thing. I knew that's where you were going to go with it too. Yeah. 
that's how much of a mind meld we have of I knew nerds you wanted to like it, but you weren't going to like it at the end because it's just too much going on. Anyways, it's time for I'd tap that. It's pretty simple. Jeff, if you're going to mimic me, let's continue on. Bye, no bye. No, I tap that. It's where pretty we, simple. It's, simple. We, it's, it's, it's the beers beer that we've had on the show. show. What, what are you going to put on your kegerator? In our, our case, case, we don't we have, have one. one. Jeff does. Have, Jeff, what are you going to put on your kegerator? For me, um, oh God, <laughs> train wreck episode 423. Uh, the the teddy bear kisses for me, uh, you know, it's it, so it's kind of weird. Like, I feel like I got into this space where, like, I don't want an imperial stout on tap, but yet the last two shows I'm looking at it and going, like, so Ooh. help me, a basic barrel aged. Imperial Stout that isn't trying to be anything more than a bourbon barrel Asian Imperial Stout. Beauty. Sign me up, Daddy. Sometimes in its simplicity, that's where the amazing complexity shows up. Yeah, it's true. Teddy Bear Kisses. Thank, thank you, Upland, for uh, putting this in cans especially. Yeah. Uh, super fun. Good, good round for you. Wells, how about you? What are you tapping? I'm with you, man. That Teddy Bear Kisses was truly something special it it definitely smacks my taste buds around in only the best possible ways josh i mean i already gushed over teddy bear kisses of course i've got to give it its proper love clean sweep yeah i mean that's that's one of those things when it shows up in my birthday mixer i'm always like low-key excited like outside of the all the other amazing stuff, I'm like, ooh, I get teddy bear kisses too. You know the the really sad part is that like this is the mind and like so uh, maybe you in your home market can resonate with this this thought process. But like for me, I always pick this up. I like it, and I brought it like I added it to today's list because I was like, oh, well, we've got this prairie, we've got this biscotti beer. Teddy bear kisses is gonna get lost, and the guys are gonna kind of poo poo on it. That's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's 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 okay. Oh, I can still poo-poo on it, no, but no. that's after the show. <laughs> but, you know, like, you all have that kind of stuff in your market that you may be worried that we're going to dump all over. Um, but you may be surprised. Chase sent us a bunch of stuff from Minnesota, and it was some bangers. Was a banger of a box. Yeah. Um, Chuck, fuck you. Nice box, Chase. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Chuck, you got some... We're, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to exchange you guys' information. You can talk to each other figure out how to get your act together show. Uh, meanwhile, he was drinking a, a, a dill pickle wit beer at Savannah. I'm like, yeah, the fuck I is saw that? that. I was like, what are you doing with your life, man? Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, you know, like, so you have those beers in your market. Maybe you want to have us check it out. And meanwhile, like, on the flip side, I've got beer that I need to send to Minnesota. And I'm like, gosh, I hope this stuff's good enough. But it is. Right. Like, that's the thing. It is good enough. If you like it, it's good enough. Um, doesn't mean that we'll necessarily like it, but it doesn't mean it's a bad beer. Yeah. So, uh, at any rate, come check us out on the interwebs. Go to craftbeercast.com. Uh, reach out to us if you want to trade beer at CBCast on the Twitters. Wells, where can they find you? Instagram, Twitter, at all the Wells. Josh. Where can I find you? You can follow me on Twitter at JoshCBC. Don't forget to rate and review us on your podcatcher of voice. Don't forget to tell a friend. Tell somebody. Uh, word of mouth means a lot to us. Uh, don't forget about our subreddit, slash r slash craftbeercast. Our Patreon, patreon.com slash craftbeercast. If you want to chip us a buck or two, it always helps. And other than that, we will talk to you guys next Thursday. Thursday.